This week on the I Love Funny Women podcast. Oh, I was a, I was a nerd. I was like a comedy nerd. You can have one on one trans person on a show. I'm like, yeah, yes, you can. Lena just asked if she can masturbate now. Yeah, is the video on? What's happening? Are we just using the audio? Hello? Hello? Can you see me? Are you am I muted? You're muted. <laughs> Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of the I Love Funny Women Podcast Season 2. I am Dina Nina. And I'm Lalita D, surrounded by hot men cutting metal in the background. So it's a little noisy. I love it. <laughs> Sorry. I, it's wasted on you. And I'm it's here completely thinking... wasted on me. <laughs> Where are the hot lesbians in the where construction industry? That's what I want to know. <laughs> and where are the sensitive gentlemen with really soft hands <laughs> who look like they throw logs for a living? Where are they? Why can't? <laughs> <laughs> so I had a, um, a, by way of reference to the masturbation comment, I had this fantastic show on a Friday night in. Uh, San Francisco. And as I can was... I, can I just stop you there for a second? That was the most intelligent, smart-sounding segue from masturbation that I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm coming back to it. I'm explaining it. Um, not that I need to. Not to you, Dina. I don't know. Maybe the audience is like, how are we starting out with this? Um, had this show. Really great show. I was hosting. You know, I'm doing my thing. And the the cord falls out of the microphone. So I'm standing there with the mic, like a battery-less vibrator, like it's doing nothing. <laughs> and my arm is still in a cast, right? My left arm is still broken, poor little Tidums. And so I realize I can't get the cord back in. It requires two hands. But of course, this is the guy who's organizing the whole thing. He's way out back chatting with his friends because he doesn't think he needs to be anywhere near me. Like I'm halfway, not even halfway through my set. So I just stand there like a fucking lemon with this non-working mic. And so you know what it's like, Dina. You can lose your audience really fast in a situation like that. And when the audience start chatting to each other and start going to the bar, you're done for. Like you need to have people with you. And so I just start shouting at them because I'm not mic'd up at this point. (laughs) And I said, and it just came out of nowhere. I said, it's unbelievable the amount of things it turns out you need two hands for. It turns out I can't even masturbate. Because when I broke my left arm, people were like, oh, at least you still got the fingers on your right hand. But it turns out I like to grab my ass when I masturbate. I didn't know this about myself. <laughs> was not something I'd ever really thought about. But there's nothing like having your left arm in a cast to make you realize how much you use your non-dominant hand in everyday life and everyday pleasures. Anyway, uh, it saved the day uh, at the show, and then um, the organizer came up and remiked me, and everything was fine. That's amazing. Yeah, it was good. 
<laughs> Thank I, God it wasn't a clean show because then I would, really would have got stuck. Fair, fair. <laughs> How are you, Dina? I'm well. Uh, it's been a very dense few weeks and I am moving forward and doing things and, you know, trying to stay as zen as possible. I So there's this place in Chicago called the Wake and Bakery. They don't sponsor us, but I wish they would. <laughs> Wake and Bakery. You heard Wake it here. Wake and Bakery. It is so good. So when I was down there like two weeks ago for the Las Locas um, event, I stopped by there to grab a cupcake, a cheesecake, and they gave me a bunch of freebies. And I was <gasps> like, yes, I love a freebie. So the cupcakes and cheesecake were so good that I wanted to eat them all in one go. Which, had they not been cannabis, I mean, I would have. But I'm sitting here, and I'm like, okay, so I ate all the cheesecake. I ate all the cupcakes. They were delicious. Like, they were so good. They gave me a cold brew that was 25 milligrams. So I decided to drink the whole thing last night. And um, I, it was so mellow. And I, like, I was like, everything has been so chaotic and intense. I'm ready to just check out. And I checked out last night so <laughs> well, so well done uh, if you are here. in chicago thanks i made it and i'm energetic and and feel like a almost a normal human being hey that's all we can hope for but i have to say a lot has happened since we last talked blue tuesday people blue tuesday yes. i mean uh not a red blue drip tuesday. inside let alone the wave and on friday when i was hosting I brought up the headliner and I said to the audience, people, remember how you felt when Fetterman took Pennsylvania. Bring that energy into your applause and put your hands together for the headliner. And the room just erupted. It's almost like they were waiting for an opportunity to really celebrate. That was so big. That was so big. And then, of course, Saturday, Nevada. And wow. Just yeah. wow, which it's just amazing. I have to admit, I was a little bit happy for very selfish reasons. Of course, I'm delighted to keep the Senate Democrat, but I'd signed up to phone bank on um, Sunday morning, uh -huh. call people in Nevada whose ballots had been rejected because there's a ballot cure. And I didn't do it, Dina. I stayed in bed because I was like, well, it's already blue, so they don't really need me. So Nevada phone bank organizers, apologies. <laughs> <Couldn't do it. laughs> I, I love that you're so engaged like i you know i Dina, am engaged I like knowledge wise and news wise but like i need to be a lot more engaged in the process but it's because i had to sit a fucking test to become a citizen they asked fair. me questions they asked me questions the country that produced marjorie taylor green has an entrance exam dina but it's not it's not like a Christian um, test that you have to take like they want. <laughs> I was like watching all the things when the with her and Lauren Bober talking about sitting for a Christian test. And I'm like, this is effing insane. <laughs> and it looks like she might just hold her seat. I know. Adam Bobert, Frisch, I know. Let's see what the latest ludicrous. is on that. <laughs> anyway, I have a I have a degree in religious studies, which is why I have to do stand up comedy, you know, because that doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so bring it on with your Christian test. Oh, I mean. can hold my own. All right, let's see what's happening with Bo Bird. D while you're doing that, I will let you guys know that in Dane County, Wisconsin, which is where I'm I'm currently living, where my address is. 
<laughs> if you didn't know. Um, so we had two referendum that were on the uh, ballot for um, Tuesday last week. One of them was, should marijuana be legalized and taxed? Okay. 81.9% said yes. And this has been on the ballot several times. They're just trying to get a feel, I think. But the second one was, should all marijuana convictions be expunged? Also, 82.2%. <gasps> and then the repeal of the abortion ban within the Dane County, just a referendum, just like nothing's going to happen with it right now. But yeah. the... The repeal was voted on for by 85.5%. Yes. Amazing. And Dane County is just, it's a great place to live. I was very happy there and congratulations. Well, the state of California, of course, has, I think by, it was 70%, 65, smaller number than you'd hope. 85 sounds much better. But anyway, um, the right to abortion is now enshrined in the California constitution. Very, very, very happy about that. Very happy. I'm happy. But Lauren Bobert, as I'm looking, which is Monday morning, is a thousand votes ahead. So people, again, remember your vote matters. She's ahead by a thousand. That's just if another thousand people would have gone out to vote, um, then perhaps there would be equal. It's not done yet. It's not been called. But um, these really tiny margins really remind us how important it is to vote for everybody. Yeah, and coming up three hours ago, Katie Hobbs still holds a very narrow lead over Carrie Lake in Arizona governor's race. So it is, it's tight, but we look at historical turnout for a midterm election. By far, the turnout was exceptionally large. Yeah. It is very rare for a party that's in power to achieve as much as the Democratic Party has achieved during this election, which just goes to stand that the vast majority of Americans don't want what the Republican GOP stands for right now. So maybe you should back up, be introspective, and look at your life. Oh, no, don't do that. The Republicans go all out. Put Trump back on the ballot. Let's see how that works out. I mean, and this whole thing with DeSantis and Trump blowing up, I'm like, that is hilarious. Like, Trump is has always been unhinged, but seeing him be unhinged because somebody who's who literally took his playbook and ran with it is being more popular than he is, is some kind of schadenfreude that I am just like overjoyed about. <laughs> I know. It's wonderful to see the drama. You know who else really enjoys drama? My therapist. <laughs> my therapist. I, I I logged on. My therapist is a lesbian. It's the first lesbian therapist I ever had. I picked her for that reason. She's also a good therapist, but that was like secondary to my criteria. And uh, when I last saw her, like uh, she was having some snacks and okay, that's fine. It's, you know, it's a late session. And I start talking about, you know, all the drama that's going on in my life with, you know, all the different things that are happening. (laughs) She looks at me and she goes, I'm so glad I have popcorn for this. (laughs) (laughs) I expected you to say quinoa chips. You know, she had she had skinny pop, which is delicious. Um, And, you know, I'm happy to oblige people. If you have need a reason to eat popcorn, just call me. I'll give you drama to eat popcorn, too. (laughs) I love that so much. 
<laughs> so good. All right. So what else has been going on this week? We've got Federman, we've got Carrie Lake, we've got the runoff to Georgia. This is all we this is all news since we yeah. last recorded, even though it feels slightly old news now. Yeah. I mean, which is so insane to think about how much I, I it's shocking how much news happens within a week. <laughs> You know, it is, it's, it's shocking and overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. Biden met with President Xi in China yesterday, and it still looks like there's a little um, disagreement over Taiwan. <laughs> you think? I'm, I was, I'm surprised they didn't resolve that yesterday, you know, like, or today, whenever. Just get it all done, guys. Come on. <laughs> our relationship with China looks like it's kind of going to be the same as it was before. They had a three-hour conversation. This thought, I mean, if I was <laughs> anyone, after a three-hour conversation with Biden, I'd be like, nuke these people. Just, just, I cannot, whatever it takes to never have to go through that again. <laughs> like, just put, put put them out of their misery. Like, come on, we're, we're all just struggling. Okay, just- just just in case the haters are listening, the I Love Funny Women podcast does not condone violence of any sort, including nuclear war. <laughs> Trans woman and lesbian suggest... <laughs> Do you want to know why I don't run for office? This is why I don't run for office. I, I know, right? Oh my God, I'm so getting cancelled. <laughs> We don't condone it. It was a joke. (laughs) It's called comedy, people. (laughs) So we are. Yeah, I just I'm so glad that we're at least out there and trying to be like a normal country before whatever happens next election cycle. You know, like we never know. It's so insane. And I've been watching a lot of these like Karen videos, Karen and Ken videos or whatever you call them. (laughs) And I'm just like, I feel like... (laughs) I have to look at my own self. And I know that I've asked for a manager on the occasion. And I know that I'm pretty good. But I feel like anybody who's named Karen right now has to be like the exceptional Karen, one who is never going to do anything. But we think about our lives and how we're at a, a design store that is adjacent to the Hobby Lobby place, you know, like we're, we're going in, I'm not going to support anti-abortion, but I'm going into another one and just something, one thing goes wrong and like you have a breakdown and it's like, I'm tired, I'm tired. And I think the potential for any of us to have a breakdown and be videoed is, is very, very, very likely for 90% of us. Cause this world has been so difficult. True. It's true. I just, yeah, and the fact that anybody can whip out their phone and video whatever is happening. I mean, that is, it is scary for sure. Yeah, just don't be an asshole any more than you have to be. Also, stop fucking killing people. Like, you think, huh? There, there was another mass shooting in Virginia, University of Virginia. But what the heck? Why won't we do anything? I know. It's just, th- this is the problem that can't be solved, says the only country in the world that has this problem. I get very annoyed with my fam in the Netherlands when they're always looking down on the United States because Holland has its own problems. So maybe figure those out first. Um, but the gun thing is, is I, I mean, I just, there's nothing you can say about it. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, there's no justification for it. 
And it's like every episode that we do, we could have something to talk about like yeah. that. Like oh, yeah. every single episode, weekly episodes, we will have at least one mass shooting that we can talk about. Yeah. I am fed up with this. Why yeah. won't we do something? Yeah, this is how my therapist feels about my lesbian drama. She's like, <laughs> every week, every week. <laughs> could we do something about it? And I'm like, yeah, that's your job. That's why I'm seeing you every week. And my therapist is like, maybe you could go out and get into some drama now. Like, come on, lady. <laughs> Your therapist is like, I'm so bored, Tina. <laughs> you Stop cry every about week. Violence. <laughs> you cry every week. You tell me things I already know. <laughs> let's let's swap therapists for a week and see how that works out. <laughs> my therapist is amazing. They're non-binary. It was the first time. Years and years and years and years and years of therapy, right? With people that are like, well, why don't you go to a gay bar to meet men? I was like, because I'm straight. Why is this so difficult? Oh and God, finally, yeah. um, somehow I ran across my therapist and they are phenomenal. And it's so nice to have someone who understands yep. the basics yep. To to be like, you know, I get it. You're a straight woman. Like, yeah. why would I tell you to go to a gay bar to meet men, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, agreed. That's... I love having a therapist who doesn't feel the need in any way, shape, or form to pathologize my sexuality. Right. Also with this gun thing, when the... Oh my God, really? We're coming back to this? Audience, what listeners, people, that? I tried to get her off it. But no, the woman's obsessed. I am obsessed. This gun thing... If people are always like it's a mentally ill person, then why won't the GOP do something about mental health? Because they're all mentally ill. The only person that's Republican at this point is by definition. That should be the only definition of mental health right now. Like, what the fuck? It's not as if Biden is your so like if Bernie was on the ticket, then okay, I get that people in the center might struggle with that. Because they've been brainwashed into being scared of socialism and all exactly. and all that, I get that. I honestly can have some sympathy for that. But Joe Biden, you pick those people over the most right wing. I mean, what the fuck? Only mental illness can explain it, Dina. So that's why. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome for my analysis, people. So, so now we will... don't add me. So now we. Will <laughs> I'm a citizen. I can say what I want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Great. How about you? What do you have? Well, I was uh, speaking of mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I heard this morning that Cristiano Ronaldo, who you probably think is hot, um, but is not definitely not. He's disgusting. Uh, in case you people don't know, he's a soccer player. He plays for Portugal. Uh, he is. He's a good f football soccer player. I'll, I'll give him that. He's nowhere near as good as he seems to think. Uh, but anyway, there we are. He played for the most awful, horrible, yucky club in the world, Manchester United. Love you, <laughs> people. You love you. We love you, Arsenal. We do. We love you, Arsenal. We do. We love you, Arsenal. We do. Oh, Arsenal, we love you. Okay, anyway. Um... <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, in an interview with Piers Morgan, speaking of a slime, my eyes uh, said he feels so quote, unquote, betrayed by Manchester United. Oh. I mean, 
it really that's like signing up for Twitter, knowing that Elon Musk now owns it and complaining that it's not going well. Like, what's <laughs> what did you expect? Fair, I get that. I did not expect to be in the like transported into a stadium where there was a football match going on, but I I really appreciated it too. <laughs> I feel betrayed. Now there is the um, the issue of the the uh, World Cup uh, being in Qatar, because Qatar, of course, very anti LGBTQ, very anti everything, um, and so some of my gay brethren uh, have decided to boycott the World Cup. Now that has put me in a very very difficult position because hell no, um, I live for the football stroke soccer world cup i just love it so much um <laughs> holland are in it this year woo, 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 woo. And, you know we've go never orange. won it what's that is that go orange <laughs> thank you go orange uh we keep losing uh holland is definitely the best team that has never won it uh this might be our year i don't know the first match we have is against senegal if there is one soccer team i love it's senegal um, but sorry, people, I'm going to have to support, you know, my home team. Um, and it's yeah, kind of like, it's kind of like either way you win. <laughs> either way I win and either way I'm a complete and utter loser because I'm supporting something that's happening in one of the most repressive anti-queer regimes in the world. So I, my apologies, uh, but here we are. Talk to my therapist if you have any issues. She loves drama. Well, Alina, what do you have coming up? I'm doing a um, YouTube show, Twitch show, with uh, Jackie Primrose Monaghan on Saturday. Oh, I love Jackie. Jackie is so fun. Um, I run a virtual open mic on Wednesdays. Any comedians out there, if you identify as a woman or non-binary, um, please join the Wednesday open mic. Uh, it's every Wednesday, more or less. I cancel it occasionally. Uh, at 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. Those are not different times, people. That is the same time slot. I always... <laughs> it's so confusing. Why can't they just have one time zone in the United States? But anyway, here we are. Because um, And um, Jackie comes to that. She's kind of a regular at my mic. Um, and so we know each other really well at this point, even though we've never met. And she invited me on her uh, Twitch show, which is going to be this coming Saturday afternoon. Awesome. And I'm very excited about that. So, well, yeah. Tell her I said hi and we'll get I her on will. the show soon. We'll get her on the show. I haven't seen her in, well, since our uh, extra AF with her. So, looking forward to it. What about you, Dina? What have you got coming up? So, coming up, we've got extra AF comedy. We're starting a new version in Chicago. Oh, my God. That is so cool. I know. Book me, book me, book me. But Done. It's in summer. I'm not coming to Chicago. I'm not coming to here now. <laughs> I know. It was like summer last week. Now it's winter. Like two days later, it's just freezing. But yeah, um, that's what so it's like. The, the day after uh, Thanksgiving, X-Ray Elf's coming to IO Theater in Chicago. You can get your tickets at ladylaughscomedy.com. Click on the calendar. And you can go there. It's going to be a really great show. We've got, we'll have storytelling as well as stand up. And it's just going to be a really, really great experience. And then the next one will be on the uh, day before New Year's Eve. What day is that? December the 30th. 30th. Something. Yeah, it's December 3rd because December has 31 days. 
And so New Year's Eve is the 31st. Oh my God, this is so exciting. And yeah. is this live is this live in person? This is live in person. So, so there's no streaming, yeah. there's no way us Bay Area people can attend. Yeah, sadly. So just going over there, get your tickets. And then if you're in the Madison area, we've got a couple events coming up starting in 2023. I mean, I feel like it's tomorrow because November and December are just like chaotic. I know, right? I've already been booked. I've been booked on a show in Santa Rosa in January. It's like, you know, booking into 2023. It's like, okay, I guess this is happening. Right? It's already <laughs> that time. So on the uh, 12th of January, we've got a special show with Las Locas called uh, Chistosa. And it's going to be mostly Latina. I'm the only one who will not be Latina on the show. And uh, when you say Latina, sounds very Latina, though. I have to tell you, Dina, I have to tell you, like, very no, that's terrible. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> the way you say Latina sounds very Latina, though, Dina. I have to tell you, I'm Latina in my corazón. That's so dumb. I'm a white girl. I'm the Rachel Dolezal of the Latino community. So that's why. Pero tu corazón, mi amor. I grew up in Texas and California. Like all my friends were. Anyway, that's my. Hey, you're, you're more like the Beto of, of, of comedy. It's really Beto O'Rourke. Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm as desirable. <laughs> Vote for Tina. So we can't run for office because we have complicated paths. Because we say things. My life is is like a matter of rec public record now. Because like, uh, <laughs> awesome. Well, let's take a real quick break, and we will be right back. You're listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast on the Artemis Bow Network. We would love to hear from you. You can give us an email at info at ilovefunnywomen.com or you can find us on the socials and tag at I Love Funny Women and at Artemis Bow Network. And now, back to the show. We got some okay. cool, cool swag in the mail this morning when Gertie tried to hump the Amazon delivery guy. And Gertie's only acting out your innermost desires, Dina. We all know this. <laughs> Actually not. Uh, Gertie's a little bi. <laughs> so the delivery person was the female and I was like, oh, you're sweet. Bye. Oh, Gertie. Gertie's my girl. So we are back from break, Lalita. What a good show this has been already. <laughs> we just... It's because of all the preparation we do, Dina. It's because it we was... spent all day yesterday prepping. That's the reason it's so that good. That is the reason. <laughs> that, I think the reason was the 25 milligram ice <laughs> I'm on my, my almost brew. third cup of coffee this morning, so yeah. yay. <laughs> I'm on my gallon of soda right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited. Aaron Moore is our guest today. You've seen Ooh. her on uh, Comedy Central and HBO. Yeah. She is a transgender comic from, from Los Angeles, and she's just, like, lovely, lovely. Yes, she is. So please welcome to the show the phenomenal Aaron Moore. Aaron, I am so glad to be talking to you. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing really good. Great. Yeah. Life is sort of kind of hectic right now, but um, but good. Good hectic. I like good hectic. So uh, let's start off. First of all, I met you during the pandemic on um, a show, and yeah. I just was like, oh my God, she's so funny. She's so rad. 
why wasn't she around when I was doing comedy in LA? <laughs> Mutual. Yeah, you told me you were in LA and then you then you left. Yeah. You got here. So tell me about kind of how you got into comedy. Um I've I've always I've always loved comedy when I was uh, a young uh, youngin. I I enjoyed comedy. I read books about how to be a comedian, um, and I loved watching you know specials and uh, listening to Steve Martin records and Stephen Wright records and stuff like that. Um, and then I kind of I I just lost lost the itch for it. Um, once I got to college, I just kind of forgot about it. And then years later, I, after I came out, I was watching the Mrs. Maisel show. Um, I know, I know. Um, but, but, you know, it reminded me because there's in the show, there's like these moments where like, there's a moment where a character steals a, a bit from Bob Newhart and and you don't find out about that till later but as soon as I saw him performing that I was like oh that's the Bob Newhart bit and I'm like oh I was a I was a nerd I was like a, a comedian you know comedy nerd like why did I stop doing that and so that kind of fed the spark and uh, I took a class and uh, off I went yeah I love it and you're killing it also, I, so I don't get to, I don't run into a whole lot of trans people in the Midwest and. Really? Yeah. Imagine. I mean, we are, don't get me wrong. I, but seeing all these trans comics come up after me is just so awesome. And I love watching you. And I love how you engage the topic on social media. What inspired that? You know, I, what inspired it? I guess I, I, I've lived in the closet for so long. I just don't want to be in the closet anymore. And I, if, if I can find any platform where I can just shout about my transiness, I'll do it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I posted a couple videos and it started with TikTok. I posted a couple videos and those did well. And I, I just kind of followed it. You know, it's, it's, it's been really, it's challenging to, to follow that kind of the, the um, social media stuff. But at the same time, it's been really rewarding um, getting, you know, some, incredible messages from people and getting feedback from people and re knowing that I'm reaching people who, you know, who don't have access to, you know, don't see trans people every day. Um, you know, like you and I, we didn't have that many, like there wasn't any people that we could look up to um, right. anywhere. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy that, that we, you and I and, and other trans comedians can kind of can be that for a lot of people. Yeah. I just, I, so I started 15 years ago and I was the only trans comic on the scene in LA other than um, Ian Harvey 
and Riley Silverman was performing, but was hadn't come out as trans yet. So it was one of those things that I was like, I love doing this, and I love that I can come into places where I'm not expected, yeah. and just be a human being with a full human, you know, full spectrum experience. Yes. Yeah. Totally. It it it's exposing people uh, to something that they thought was just a concept before. Right. Or a character. Yeah. And anytime you can kind of uh, 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 put a face or or a human to a kind of uh, uh, a concept, kind of like it becomes less scary. Right. Because I think a lot of um, a lot of the transphobia we see from a lot of people, except for, you know, the real assholes, um, is stems from from fear. Yeah. Yeah. What is the most surprising? 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. There was. Oh, no. Yeah. I started 15 years ago. I moved. No one. (laughs) Yeah. No one. Like you think I look back and uh, Candace Kane was the only person really booking. And that was like the first trans person that I saw in a role that wasn't a predator or. uh, or a sex worker, yeah. Dressing up as a, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh God, that's amazing. I, yeah. I I didn't know you've been in it that long. And I can't, I mean, I I have, there are, I can't say there's a ton of trans people around here, but I keep bumping into more and more trans people in comedy in LA. And, and I'm like, wow, it's just everywhere. And, it always makes me feel better to have to know there's so many trans people out there, you know, um, doing it. I can't, I can't imagine the kind of cojones that it would take to to be out and and be, you know, out and proud at, at that point, 15 years ago, like yeah. 2007. 2007 was when I started. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, I had cojones then. No, I don't. But <laughs> I left those in Detroit. Thank the goddess. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so I, what is the most, I, I, there are lots of things I always talk about. This is one of my jokes, but so I'm going to do a bit right now. Okay. Warning, sure. warning. But I would say like, I, there were a lot of things I knew about that was, I expected when I transitioned, but I didn't expect to transition into Ross from Monsters, Inc. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, but there are a lot of things that like, you don't realize that until you start to transition that you didn't get socialized as a woman, you know, mm-hmm. that there are all those things that you don't get that m- the vast majority of cis women do. Yeah. What is the most surprising thing for you when you began transitioning or, or, or even in your journey, just period? Um, it's the most surprising thing I, you know um and it's it is silly but because i did know this but fearing being afraid of men <laughs> because i grew up around men and they were just they were just dudes around me and and i didn't i didn't think twice about them 
And I had, I've, I've done, I wrote about this or I did a video about this. And I, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, completely harmless too. And he said, he said to me like, oh, I am so drunk right now. And that triggered something in me. And normally, you know, before it would have been like, oh yeah, dude, oh, me too, or whatever. This is like, oh my God, he's not responsible. He just told me he's not responsible for his actions. You know, I, I didn't think he was going to do anything stupid, but that just ran through that little script, ran through my head. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, wow. It just com it completely changed um, how I am around around my eyes now. It's just you have to have that extra layer of fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah. What What about so being a trans person in comedy in LA? What's that like now? Um. It's 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 okay. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on where you go. Um, there are some places I don't go um, because I've gone and, and walked out of there feeling like crap because a bunch of the comedians who, you know, cis male comedians got up and did a bunch of transphobic stuff. And I'm just like, I can't go back here. It just, it's not. They're still doing it. Ugh. Yeah. And honestly, and I'm, I actually had a conversation with um, uh, a trans uh, uh, comedian friend of mine, and she felt the same way about a different club. Um, I won't say which clubs, but but we were, you know, both comparing things, and we both felt like things had actually gotten worse um, since the pandemic. Mm. And, and I think, and it's not so much that overall things have gotten worse but i i think there's been um because of because of dave chappelle and and on and on um i think there's been uh, a message sent that it's okay you know to make transphobic jokes and to, to um, punch down on, on trans folks and so it seems like some of the male comedians have gotten that message and they're you know, everything. yeah, yeah, because I, I would have no problem in this one, you know, big club. And after the pandemic, I went back and it was a successful. I was a baby. I was, I knew this was going to happen. I should have been. <laughs> um, it's totally fine. We love the dogs here. <laughs> My dog's um, always like, Mom, I think I'm funnier than you are. And I'm like, rude. <laughs> yeah, Gus never laughs at my jokes. I don't, I don't understand it. What a dick. It's a total dick. So how do you keep going? I I was met for the most part. I just found a great group of people that I performed with in LA. And very rarely did I feel like really scared except a couple of times at one of the big clubs um i was on one of those shows that they're bringer shows and you're there for like three hours doing a damn comedy show yeah and there was an audience member who started to come up on stage and i was like uh ah, 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 you know like a dude yeah what what happened what did um, was it bouncer or 
he ended up not coming on stage, but he was very mouthy and some people made him shut up. But but there's that as as a woman comedian, I've seen that happen to women on stage more than once. As a trans comedian, there's that extra layer of people being ignorant and fearful. And I'm like, I am the least threatening person ever. I'm like, I'm fat. I'm old. Like, I'm asexual. I'm like, I crochet now. I, you know, like, I'm that. Yeah. yeah. I'm that old lady. But there is that extra layer of anxiety and we're always trying to to expect it how do you deal with that i oh i don't i don't i don't know like the worst i've had it the hard i think the hardest i i haven't had to face anything from an audience member yet and i i haven't really been um i mean i haven't been doing doing it as long as you have during a third third of the amount of time you you've been doing comedy, um, so thankfully, knock on wood, I haven't had to face anything really bad from an audience member. I did do an open mic once where it was just all cis dudes in this tiny little room. Um, I don't know if they have these when you're here, but they're these um, open mics that run all day, um, every every hour. Um, there's a new show open mic thing and you, you pay $5, you go and perform for other comedians. Anyway. Um, that sounds oh, terrible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it feels, if you, it's two o'clock in the afternoon you're like, I, I should get a set in. I guess it's good for that. And, but you know, it's mostly dominated by cis dudes and, and this mic I went in and it was all, all men. I was the only you know, female, only queer person, only obviously trans person. Um, and and after I got up, I got up pretty early, all these guys just ran their trans jokes by me. After? Um, oh, they... Yeah, yeah. When they found out I was trans, they were like, is this okay? Can I say this? Is this all right? And, and these shitty, awful trans jokes... Um, and I was in the, you know, I'm in this tiny little room and I, I was too scared to say, no, that's awful. Um, you know, I just kind of like, well, you know, and, and just to get out of there, I, I just felt unsafe. So I just kind of agreed with everything. And I felt like shit afterwards. I just, I felt, I went to my car and just broke down in tears. Because I felt like I should have, you know, I should have been like, no, don't, you know, you suck, you know, um, but I didn't. Um, and later, you know, I realized you know, I was just preserving my, you know, yeah. trying to be safe, which is a smart thing to do. But yeah, that that that's thankfully that's as, as bad, I think, as it's gotten for me. Yeah. Mm. So far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sucks. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah. I was... I just had, we just had a, a comedy show canceled um, because the owner got a lot of hateful emails. Um, owner of the venue 
for um, having trans comedians? Queer is a queer comedy show, uh, so uh, I'm unclear of exactly um, what the what the deal was. This happened just actually Saturday, last Saturday. Um, all I know, yeah, that you know, it was a queer comedy show. I was on the lineup with another trans person, um, so I don't know if it was trans specific or just queer, but yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, like I always thought L.A. would be like such this accepting, loving place for like queer people, and I think I was shocked at because like I when I transitioned, I was waiting tables for decades, you know, and I couldn't get a job, mm-hmm. and I was like, it was tough, you know, but. Yeah. As a comedian, especially at that time, there were no opportunities. It was like, like you're queer. If you get anything, it's going to be on Logo, and it's going to be shitty. Not yeah. that Logo was shitty, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's a whole new world, and I keep hearing from my cis friends who have a lot of queer friends that it's so much better that there's a lot of opportunity for queer people in comedy down there. I think so. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. There are there just the pockets of like stupid ignorance that keep happening? Is it is it pervasive? Well, in this case, this was in the OC. Oh. So there you go. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> we, yeah. For those of you who don't know, haven't gotten cancer. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the OC is pretty much the Texas of California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I, here, I mean, yeah, like you know, those trans people perform at all, all the, all the clubs. You know, um, so love it. Yeah, I'm yeah. also a little jealous. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I honestly, yeah, I, 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 I still, there are moments where it, it kind of feels like, okay, there's, you know, there, there's the, um, we can only have one on a show kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I see that. Um, I actually was having a conversation with a poker person and, and, you know, it was just like a, a bunch of us standing around talking and uh, with a trans person. And we were talking about a show where it was all trans. And the booker was like, oh, you can have more than one trans person on a show? I'm like, yeah, yes, you can. It's not like the multiverse will collapse if we're close, if we're close <laughs> proximity to each other. You know, like just what? And anti-matter. That's the whole thing with just, even just being a woman like having more than one woman on a show is so hard. So like, I think that's why I do a yes. lot of women and queer people shows. Like, I'm just like, that's just, you know, I'll ask us this person every, or this het person every once in a while, but for the most part, let's keep yeah. it queer yeah. <laughs> and femme. Yes. It's queer as possible. Yeah. Queer it up people. <laughs> So let's talk about what you um, usually talk about on stage. What are what are your favorite go to topics? I you know I I talk a lot about my trans experience um, and um, 
sleeping with people, a lot, a lot of, a lot of sex stuff. So, sex and trans. Yep, that's pretty much. It's pretty much. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I guess that's what I. That's I talk a lot about sex, mostly because I I like to remember sex fondly. Um, <laughs> I'm doing a needlepoint right now that says, I miss you, sex. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't need a point yet. <laughs> um, and I started out like, I just remember like being trans in LA at the time was so interesting because I, I rarely felt unsafe, but there were all these like bizarre moments and like, it's so bizarre to me when people ask me about my body parts. Cause like, what have you, do you ever go up to a cis person and say, Hey, do you have a dick or no. do you have, you know, like, what do you have? What do you have under there? No, I don't care unless I want to see it. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just unbelievable. Like, Hi, you know, nice to meet you. Um, how big is it? You know, what is it? How big are the flats? What are they, you know, is it, is it big or small or what color? Is it engorged? Is it engorged? Okay, now let's get to our sales meeting. <laughs> you know, like. Um, <laughs> we're going to go around, introduce yourselves. Uh, tell, tell me us, about your genitals. and. <laughs> Tell us your hobby and then what your genitals look like. Please be as explicit as possible. What are your numbers? Oh, no, I'm talking about sales this time. But what are your numbers there, too? <laughs> it's just so ludicrous. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, Aaron, it has been a delight to catch up with you. We're going to wrap up really quickly. Um, tell us where we can find you and what you got coming up in the next um, few months. In the next few months, you can always find me on social medias at Aaron Moore Comedy. It's E-R-I-N-M-O-H-R Comedy, spelled comedy. Um, TikTok, Instagram, um, those two primarily. If you're doing the Facebooks, I'm, I won't judge you. Also, AaronMoore.com. Other than that, I'm getting married in a few months, so that's oh exciting. God. I'm ordained if you need a ministrix. Oh, I would love that. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, well, awesome. Congratulations. And it was lovely chatting. Always. Always, Dina. Good to see you all. Too. <laughs> and that's been all the time we have. I've been Dina Nina. I've been Lalita D. Thank you so much for joining us. And you can find me on all the socials at Dina Nina XO. And you can find me at Lalita D Comedy, most active on Instagram, but I am also on Twitter. I think I, I, I want to get, for eight bucks a month, I want to get one of those blue check marks and just go to town. I mean, the shit show that that has been and the fact that they didn't see it coming, it's just been utterly, utterly delicious. So insane. So Elon, we're laughing at you, not with you, just so you exactly. know. Exactly. Follow us on all the socials at I Love Funny Women. And this is an Artemis Bow Production podcast. See you next week. Bye, you guys. Recording ended.